Hey everyone, and welcome to the 65th episode of We're All in the Same Boat. I'm your host, Luke Roxold, and today I am just here with Nick. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. That's right. This is going to be a very boring podcast. Everyone <laughs> just close off now. It's just me. Everyone's favorite. <laughs> Everyone's closing the podcast app right now. Like, okay, it, done wait, with this one. Wait, it's just Nick? Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> I like those other guys, but yeah. Okay. All right. So, as always, you can check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Awesome. Leave us a review on iTunes. We've been getting a lot of reviews, which is so cool. I love showing all the people on the podcast the stars. What stars? It feels like the on iTunes. Oh, Oh, the ratings? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everyone loves seeing those. So if you guys don't want to throw money at us, which you're still welcome to do, please just leave us a review. That would be awesome. So just or don't or don't. It's fine. Like fine. (sighs) Yeah, it's (laughs) fine. You have the freedom to do whatever you want. We're We're not trying to force you here. Right. Nick, welcome to the podcast. We kinda had a pretty crazy day where People weren't able to make it, and so we had a lot of things switch up. But guess what, listeners? We are good at maneuvering on our feet. So we've got a whole... (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, we kind of are. Like, we have a whole episode planned. Yeah, this is actually going to be pretty fun, I hope. Like, I I really enjoy this topic, so... Yeah, we we had to kind of scramble a little bit because some plans changed. But we were like, we were ready to go. This is three hours of prep, people. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to be talking about a movie that just recently came out that I didn't know anything about. And Nick was like, yo, has anyone seen this movie? And I was like, you got to see it, man. (laughs) I was like, you got to see this movie. No, it is. Oh, actually, now I didn't want to have this conversation while no one else was on the podcast but they all failed so <laughs> you know it's what? just gonna be you they don't and me. have to they don't get to be here um i'd like to formally introduce that nick has agreed to be oh <laughs> officially <laughs> a part a part of the podcast you know he's been on a bunch of episodes he's added a lot and uh i kind of just assumed like hey let's keep this guy on board and uh asked him a couple days ago if he would like to be a regular so welcome thanks man this is definitely partially for fun partially a mental exercise because it's something i'm doing consistently and that i'm very uncomfortable with and, <laughs> and partially a practice in speech because i'm trying to get better at speaking and public speaking so it's yeah. all of those things combined into one it really is and i was explaining to somebody that i i like doing this podcast specifically because how, how many times in anyone's life do you, or sorry, let me think about how I'm trying to word this because it's not easy. See, there you go. <laughs> if you think about most people, they never get to hear themselves having a real conversation with somebody else. Right. So Absolutely. they maybe can make a Snapchat story or an Instagram video or something like that where they record themselves having a conversation, but that's not like a, a real conversation because you got the camera you're holding and it's it's a little off and weird. But on this, I get to hear myself debate. I get to hear myself tell a story and Mm -hmm. I get to sit back and listen to it and go, 
oh yeah, no wonder no one likes me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, wow, that guy's that guy's really annoying. I definitely no have wonder. like, I definitely have monitored like my tone when I say certain things, and realize that there's a disconnect there, and there's been some good moments and bad moments that I've listened back to personally. I don't want to get mm-hmm. into them, but I think everyone kind of has that when they listen back to themselves in a conversation. So. Yeah, it's like uh, I'll, I'll listen to something that I thought I was explaining super well, and when I listen, <laughs> when I when I listen back me to it, too. I was like, I'm like, no wonder everyone was confused. Yeah, that too. makes no sense. <laughs> it's so that's, horrible. That, it, that's really the benefit of, of this. And plus, it's just fun. It's fun to get everyone together and, and have super something fun. like this set up. So, yeah, I'd say it's super fun too. Yeah. Okay, so Nick brought up a movie that I didn't know anything about. It's called Searching. And oh, yeah. I don't even know if this film is big. I'm it's not. doing live research. <laughs> it's uh, uh, it's a very critically acclaimed film, but no one's going to see it. Yeah. Which kind of stinks, right? But still. Yep. It's I mean, uh, 92 on Rotten Tomatoes, 9.7 on... <clears throat> Uh, IMDb, a lot of critic reviews on here. Here's the New York Times. 7.9 on IMDb. 9.7 is like oh, Godfather. Nine, oh, did yeah. I say 9.7? <laughs> Oops. See, it's better than the Godfather, people. That's how good this movie is. That's right. Um, yeah, people are saying it's really good. And so I, I didn't know anything about it. I saw Sony stamped all over the trailer. So yeah, I was like, definitely. Oh, boy, Sony. I hate Sony. Why do you I think hate Sony? Sony I think Sony is my least favorite movie making company. <sighs> they ruined Spider Man, kind of. Yeah, they, they ruined Spider Man. Like, hold up. Let me see if I can pull up a, a list of their movies, and almost all their movies <laughs> are bad. I saw. Were they? I remember. I no. <laughs> I was. I was looking at something, and it was like a whole bunch of their movies, and I was like, these all suck. Sony's the, horrible. Were they the ones that got hacked by North Korea because of the film they made with James Franco making fun of Kim Jong-un? Was that Sony? Uh, Is that the yeah, right company? Yes, I think it was Sony. I think it's something like that, yeah. over. Yeah, they're not even, they don't have good PR either. <laughs> yeah, they just make bad, like they make very uh, corporate, or not corporate. Uh, it's like what a lot of Warner Brothers films have become, just kind of eating yeah, you cash garbage. Grab, yeah, cash uh, grab. Yeah, and so I wasn't super excited. Like the Venom movie that's coming out, yeah. the Spider-Man movies that have come out. So this was a, a surprise. This was yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah, right? and so just to say it, um, we will be talking about spoilers in this review. Searching. I would say... I can't decide <laughs> if we're going to give him a warning beforehand. No, you're, you're, this is it. From but here I, on out, I'm not. Oh. I am not. I am not censoring myself. I'm going but I, in, dude. But I want people to listen to the episode. Like, let's let's try and like tell them when we're going to go into spoilers because we can give them okay. the premise first. So okay, so so let's yeah let, let's talk about the movie first and then we'll dive in later. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. So I saw this movie at a sit down movie theater with the like dentist chair chairs, like the like mm, go back little machine chairs. Those and are sweet though. Yeah, and I got food too, so it was kind of a cool experience. <laughs> but um, the movie is like an hour and forty minutes, so it's not as long as some Marvel movies, but it's not real short either. And it it's kind of a simple pres or premise. Basically, there's a father of a daughter, 
or sorry, there's a there's a uh, there's a couple. They have a daughter. The mom dies, and then the dad's taking the daughter, and the daughter disappears. That's right. like the the premise of the movie. So, you know, so it's like she gone. Simple. Yeah, searching for um, my daughter. That's basically the plot. Um, I'm looking at my notes, and it's like <laughs> reading a doctor's handwriting. <laughs> it's trash. Three, three hours of prep. So. Let's do this. Um, there, there's gonna be spoilers, guys. Go see this movie. <laughs> And like, um, it's hard, right? It's if you're not like gonna so if you're not much. gonna see this movie, like if you're not interested in this movie, then just listen to the review. But it it's not like a crazy story. Like it's not like um, there's like twists to it time. and stuff like yeah. that. But you'll have a good time. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's do this then. <laughs> just go in. You talk. <laughs> so uh, this is why, why like, did you why did you see this movie, Nick? What made well, you see it? So I had seen the movie Unfriended. And I saw Unfriended on a whim with Sarah. And it was um, one of those things where I was like, eh, I, I don't really care if I'm impressed by this movie or not. The other movie we were trying to go to was sold out at the last minute. We just wanted to see something real quick. Can we, can we go back? Because is Unfriended similar to this? I didn't see that movie. Yeah, yeah. Unfriended is another desktop thriller. And I guess that's kind of like the whole gimmick with these kind of movies is it all takes place not in a traditional or it's not all filmed in a traditional way it's all takes place through like computer screens um iphone tech like mm-hmm. it's basically through a screen that you're viewing these things and the cameras and the scenes uh that are formed are th- are through I guess that lens mm-hmm. and that's the idea of like the desktop thriller is that it all either will take place like on a screen like on a tv uh like yeah, like the, like, mo- like I would say like eighty percent of the movie is through FaceTime, right? Right, exactly. And then there's other parts where it's like YouTube. You're seeing news articles and news stories through like the internet, uh, like on your computer screen as you would. You see like Skype calls and things like that. So, and they really make a good use of blending all these different immersive experience. That's the word that I use to describe this film is immer- immersive. It's one of the most immersive movies for our generation. And part of the reason I want to talk about it is because that's a huge claim. And I want someone to like maybe bring me back down from reality to reality. <laughs> Cause it's like, I am, I am seeing so much potential with this genre. Um, Cause I've seen unfriended, I've seen the den and I've seen, and I haven't, I haven't seen the unfriended sequel, but I, I've watched parts of it online. And I think this movie is the best out of all uh, out of those three bef- that before that I watched, this one was mm-hmm. the best by far, and so I w- can't wait to see this genre evolve. So yeah, so let's let's break some of this down a little bit. Uh, you said that you saw this film. What was the phrasing you used? You uh, said you saw immersive, this film, immersive a desktop but, thriller. Yeah, but it's like the most immersive film for our generation. For I guess not maybe not millennials, but at least the Z gener generation Z, the uh, they're called the I generation by some. What is that, is that real? So, yeah, like sociologists and social psychologists have started labeling uh, Generation Z like the I generation because they're captured by screens and their phones and stuff like that. They're pretty immersed in that, right? And so something about this movie, like looking towards the future, I feel like this genre is going to expand in a different way. Um, and it's going to be like very particular 
it's going to have a very particular audience generation. Right. Because and I, I know that's what they're trying to do. The film. So like, here's how the film kind of opens just for those of you who obviously haven't seen it yet. Total throwback. Because it right? starts out with like Isn't the Windows <laughs> XP green mountain or little hills with the blue sky and the with the start button on the bottom yeah. left. No, oh, and I love how it's like, oh, you green. haven't ran your antivirus in a while. And I was Norton like, antivirus I, wants I know, to update. I was like, I sound old. <laughs> it's like when people see VHS tapes, like, oh yeah, do you remember when the oh the, the thing. snow and then it rewinded and it made well, that noise. And, and then I was watching, so they show like YouTube on it, but they show the old YouTube. They show. The oh, man, old Skype. it throws you back. It, it literally back. was, like, really pretty crazy to see that stuff. Um, but like we said, the whole movie pretty much takes place on the computer. Almost all of it, really. Yeah. And there's, there's No, yeah, all of it. The whole movie. The whole movie. Um, so, like, they show stuff through FaceTime. They show stuff through, like, a live stream. They show, like, news channels. But the news channels are on the news channel internet Website. page. So, the whole movie... Right takes place from i mean basically the computer is the camera the computer is a character mm. that mm. captures all of the uh he's almost the narrator yeah you're right? basically the computer in the movie yeah the, com- like it's the all, computer's like your narrator taking you through this journey yeah so like the movie starts and i'm trying to remember how they show that the mom dies uh basically they they um show the mom uploading all these memories because it starts off on the mom's profile so the Windows XP loads up, and it's the mom's profile, and you're watching her like, it's it's like a montage going through the life. Uh, right. She she's like putting stuff into her calendar. She's mm-hmm. taking photos off the camera and putting them in different folders, and maybe she yeah keeping track of the kids' up. memories. Yeah, right. Exactly. She'll open up the video, so you see a video of the mom and the kids hanging out. Mm-hmm. Then she creates this calendar like, oh, I'm going to take my daughter to piano. And then it shows her sending an email to the teacher or something. And and so it's all taking place from the perspective of the computer. But then it goes to the daughter's profile. So now the daughter's the one on the computer. And you see her put in um, a calendar event that says... Mom, coming home from the hospital, yay! Yeah, there's and like different some... transitions to different computers, and they make yeah. the transition pretty obvious. And by, by the way, just real quick, the characters are the dad is David, played by John Cho. Pamela Kim is played by Sarah Sohn. and then uh, you see Margot, who's the daughter. You the montage, you watch her grow up. Different actresses, and then the actress itself that you actually see during the movie is Michelle La. Um, those, and that's the family. It's the Kim family: David, Pamela, and their daughter Margot. Yeah. Yep. And so they, uh, they basically, like I was saying with the, she creates the event on her mm-hmm. computer and puts it in a date. And the way they tell the story is she puts the calendar, mom's coming home from the hospital and then something happens. And then all of a sudden she very reluctantly like moves it down like to two weeks later. And then mm-hmm. she like deletes the event, and then you see the funeral or something like that for her mom yeah she adds like the funeral event like later that month right because the mom's going through like chemo treatments and stuff like that so right so it's Um, like established that this whole family is the mom dies daughter and dad are having a little bit of tension in some ways and then i'm trying to remember the whole scene it's like the the dad is facetiming the daughter they have a little conversation he's giving her a hard time because she didn't take out the trash 
Right, because we we're yeah. You see, like the timeline change, and now we're we're on like the dad's laptop and on his iPhone. Yeah, and things like and, that. And so the first note that I have written down on this, the first one I had was XP computer. The <laughs> second one I said was acting question mark Hmm. Right. Because I I did think like closer to the beginning. Like you, here's the thing: you want someone to bring you back down. <laughs> I'll bring <laughs> you back down. It's still good though. It's a good movie. But I right. did I did feel like there was a lot of parts in that movie where the acting was it was just very what's the word I'm looking for? It seemed kind of like rehearsed. It didn't seem like if you ever saw did you see End of Watch, the cop movie? Yes. So like that literally felt like I was seeing real people filmed on a random um handheld camera. Right, but, I see what you but mean. This, yeah. But this one, sometimes it felt like, ah, that feels a little bit like acting. You know, that sounds like a little bit like a script. Yeah, and it's, it's, right. It's like almost like a play happening on your computer kind of Was vibe. that just me or was did you feel that as well? I definitely felt that. I definitely had more, it had more of a theatrical theater aspect to it rather than just a candid, like this is real life. Kind of like the paranormal activities with the found footage vibe where it's, they're not really acting. They're just watching, there's things happening right. around them. And it's just yeah, because that's, that's you know? basically what this is. This is a found footage uh, movie that takes place from the computer's perspective, but which it's is also a really cool somewhat idea. of a drama, right? It's somewhat of a drama, somewhat of a mystery, somewhat of a thriller. Now it I don't is know a movie. I would say I don't know if it. I'm trying to think if I can see this being a big genre. I feel like it's kind of a gimmick that you can't do for very long. Well, the idea is that it it keeps. Uh, telling more stories in different ways. So a romantic comedy would be told through the screen and then you get creative in that realm and you take it in different directions. You know, I could mm-hmm. see it. I never imagined they could pull off what they did with, with this movie. Um, and the director himself, Anish Shaganti, he's kind of, that's kind of the vibe he was going for. It's like, I want, I'm trying to do things that people aren't doing. Like I'm trying to, bring together more immersive experiences taking different routes and paths and i think this movie can help open the door to maybe people getting more creative with different different immersive experiences because i think of like things like vr and technologies like that and and technology and screens and and where are where we're going in that realm and so i feel like it opens the door for like maybe a future genre in that way if that makes I, sense i suppose i guess it it could be similar to like the office you know the office had its style that it did and then mm-hmm. a lot of and everyone started started, doing it yeah yeah i i can see it being used i suppose i um yeah i guess it did seem <laughs> kind of gimmick it seemed kind of gimmicky sometimes like it was interesting like it's definitely fresh and like an interesting thing to see but I don't know how many films I could watch like this until I'd be like, all right, I think huh, I'm kind of done with this genre. Kind of like, well, that's how I, I was going to say, that's how I felt with, you know, after watching unfriended and then watching, that, I was like, okay, I guess this is it. And then I went to see searching. I was like, okay, it's just going to be just like these other movies. And then it was completely different. And so I'm mm-hmm. wondering if that's going to keep happening is the right. idea. And so I, I never would have imagined that they would take it the route that they did and so i was pretty surprised and i'm hoping that that keeps happening i keep being more surprised it's just a hopeful hopeful uh future that i have for the genre i guess <laughs> oh i look i i see a future with this <laughs> genre so i i think like let, let's um let's run through the story i'm so i'm gonna kind of sure. blaze through it 
So the Let's dad starts it. investigating. Eventually, he finds out that the daughter took this money that he thought was going to go to piano lesson, right? But it's actually she actually took it and she put it into her own account, and then she Venmoed it all to somebody else. He goes to look at the account that she Venmoed it to, and that account's deleted. Then this private investigator jumps in on the case, There's and she the tells him, right? She tells him that. I think your daughter ran away. She must have got a fake identity. We found this fake driver's license. You know, she must have spent the money to get that. And so the dad's in the midst of trying to investigate this as well. And I'm giving you obviously like the thousand foot picture of all this stuff. So like that trying to investigate it, a bunch of things kind of come up and you learn things about him and his daughter. Apparently his daughter didn't like him very much. She was really upset about her mother. She's doing like this live stream thing and then she just takes off okay so uh what happened next basically um when she went missing the and when he was working with the private investigator he kept discovering more and more clues and there was like some tension between him and the investigator and then eventually what happens is that the her going missing goes completely viral Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. That okay, so that's like the first twist. And that was the first part of the movie where I was like, Oh, I like that was good. Because mm-hmm. so she goes missing and people start finding out about it. And like right. it becomes actually, a national headline. Tell you what, tell you what, let's go back for a second. So she's missing and he doesn't know any of her friends. Mm-hmm. So he and starts he hunting through her, through her Facebook yeah. and her contacts and she start he starts calling all the people that he thinks she's friends with, and they're all like Nah, fam. Like, she's not my friend, really. She was always by herself, and she didn't hang out with any of us at all. <laughs> right. So it was like it's like you're 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 seeing the double life happening, very similar to Gone Girl, where it's like all of a sudden the double life is being revealed uh, mm-hmm. very slowly, and you start peeling back more and more layers. And the way they do the character development in this is pretty clever. A lot of different. I really do enjoy. I I I really more enjoyed watching. Uh, um, John Cho, I think that's just Jonathan Cho. Yeah, I John can't Cho. really. But I really enjoyed watching him as he developed, and there there were creative ways that they utilized the computer screen to tell tell a lot about John, about David uh, as a as the character, and I just thought it was really cool. You know, the moments where he was like typing to her and texting to her, and he would delete something, and then he would he would type it again, and he delete something, and you're learning more about like what's off limits, what's not on limits between him and his daughter, and the same thing with his brother because his brother's also involved, and it just it becomes a interesting weaving, and you it, it really is like a combination of like who done it, and also like a drama between him and his daughter, and it's really cool. Yeah, so like there's like a scene where at the very beginning he says to her like, oh, you did this test. Don't worry. I'm proud of you no matter what your grade is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then he sends that message. Right. And then he types out, your mother would be proud of you too. Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of sits there and then he backspaces it and never sends it. Now, I, oops, I did like that, but I, I, like, this is where I was trying to figure out like, it's like, is this... Am I noticing things that seem so on the nose because I'm a film person and a computer person? So as an example, they really spell things out. Like it almost seemed too far, like too obvious. But I think maybe it's because I'm such a computer person and a film person. So like, uh, spoiler alert, 
I, I actually figured out a lot of things before they happened. I don't know how I knew it. I just knew it. So mm-hmm. after a bunch of people start thinking this girl is murdered, which, spoiler alert, that's what they find out. They find her car in the water, but she's not in the car. And like, this is big find thing. Her stuff, yeah. So it goes viral. National and, news headline, yeah. And then all these kids that were like, no, nah, man, I didn't know who she was. They were like, they're like crying on camera. They're making YouTube videos. He goes to Reddit. It's yeah, online. 180. There's yeah, like podcast people talking about it. It's insane. Like I, that, that was good. I like that part a lot. Yeah, it was pretty, it was a little re- too real. I was like, oh gosh, this is exactly how it would happen. I know. The, the <laughs> meme, they like, made memes of the dad. Everyone suspected the dad did it. There was like a subreddit about it. It was insane. It was awesome. I know. And I, I saw the guy doing the podcast and I was like, no, that's me. <laughs> and then I saw um, the YouTube videos and stuff. And it, I, I did notice because I, I, I know YouTube so well. Well, I mean, I'm like anyone would know YouTube. Like this. Like, I looked down. No, I looked down and it was like some random girl and it was like 150,000 subscribers. I was like, isn't that Wait just the, Isn't that just like, that's exactly it right there. It's like, why does this person have such a fan base? All they do is talk at a camera. Oh my gosh. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, but so like it goes Too viral. Real. And that was pretty like crazy, you know, to see all the headlines and to see it from his perspective. Yeah. Because you never see that in movies. In movies, it's just like, my daughter's missing. Oh, man, like, let's find her. But this was like, my daughter's missing and everyone on the internet is saying I did it. Yeah. And and there's Reddits, there's memes, there's YouTube videos and podcasts and like that that was kind of surreal. I like that part a lot. And all the details they're able to provide through this this lens of through the computer screen is interesting, I think, in a character development sort of way. You know, like you said, you, we wouldn't see the dad experiencing this as effectively if it was if it wasn't through a screen like that. Because these are tools that we use and things that we use on a daily basis in our gener- in our time. So mm-hmm. I just it's was funny. Like, oh, I, so I, I can feel this more now. Definitely, yeah. And and when the the dad stumbles across. The girl one of the girls accounts and she has like a live stream channel and he scrolls through it and he had no idea and there's like 30 videos or something of her doing right. different live his, streams. His, his daughter yeah yeah and the, like each of them had like i don't know like four or five views or something like that <laughs> yeah he goes <laughs> into her history right doesn't he go into her like most most uh used and he and he finds you cast yeah that's how he finds her channel right right um no but it was funny though because i, I kind of had a bad day earlier today and like well it wasn't horrible i just had some tell some us about your day things. luke no but it was so funny because i was looking at um i was watching it and he's scrolling through this i'm like oh look at this channel with all these videos that don't have very many views and i was like wait that's like my channel <laughs> i was Too like real right now ptsd moment like no <laughs> i know how she feels <laughs> um, why'd you have a bad day luke what happened no no so that that moment I really my note says oh man after the car was found YouTube right. whoa cuz I like that part a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um so then like some other things happen um and I'm trying to see I'm trying to remember how I figured this out. I wrote this down so which, I would which know part, that I remembered it. Which part did you figure out? Cuz there's like three twists. Okay. Basically. Robert wasn't that her son? Was that his name? Uh, yes. Yeah. Is it I Robert? So. Let me. I'm about to mm-hmm. look in the. Yeah. So the private okay. investigator. My note says we're yeah, spoiling son. this movie. My note says it's Robert. I just know it. 
And I think I figured that out when he... I think I saw... I saw his picture or something, and then I just saw him again. I just thought, I bet that's him. And then when he yeah, starts to come clues, into the room, right? Right. when she was talking to him on the on the phone, Robert, her son... So, okay, sorry. The investigator is talking to the dad, and then the son of the investigator starts to come into the room. She goes, not now, go, go whatever you're doing, and he leaves. Right. And I just thought, it's him. I know it's him. I don't know how, I just know it's him. <laughs> okay, so I knew that. The other thing I knew that, that was going to happen was the weed. I knew oh, that. really? No, I, yep, I knew it was going to be weed. Because it, they, sh- it was, they showed it the weed 50, early. 50 for, it was 50-50 for me, but then I, yeah, then I realized it was, like, when he once he entered the house, I was like, oh, it's clearly weed. Right. Because what happens is, okay, so it, there's a text conversation between uh, his brother, David's brother, Peter, and his daughter that he discovers on his daughter's phone. Right, so, yeah, it's and like, it's, so the daughter's missing, we established that. Right. He's going through her stuff, and then he... Somehow, finds this conversation late yeah, into the investigation. Yeah, somehow he ends up looking at after after all, everything kind of goes nuts, and the the investigators like, "You need to stop investigating this. Leave it to us." He starts going through his daughter's phone, and somehow I don't remember what happens, but something starts him looking at a conversation she had with his brother, so her uncle. He finds the hockey sticker because his brother's into hockey. And he, oh, finds, yeah. he finds the so, hockey pin uh, right. in the when car. They find, yeah, when they find the car, there's a He's sweater in the car, yeah. and it has the hockey team that his brother likes. So anyway, basically, he goes through the message, starts reading through the messages. Okay, now you take over. Very suggestive texts that are very ambiguous, like, oh, we shouldn't be doing this. Oh, like, are, are you going to tell your dad? And so it, it, if he finds it, out, he'll kill us. If he us. finds out, he'll kill us. It's like, so do you want to do it tonight? It's kind of like leading you down this road yeah. of like, is something Th- going guy, on between? Yeah. And it's like, this is wrong. I shouldn't be doing this. Don't tell your dad. All oh, if he finds Cause you out, kind of feel us. like his brother is kind of like secretive and leading this weird life. You see weed. He's a lot of weed in his apartment. And his brother's like, do you smoke weed like all the time now and stuff like that? And the brother's very evasive about it. Mm-hmm. But it turns out. There's a reason why he was evasive about it, and it becomes a very interesting moment when the dad, who's kind of pretty much lost his cool, this is like pretty deep in the movie, he's lost, you know, his capacity to think properly and his, his psyche, and he's been kicked off the case, everything's gone viral, he's losing his mind, basically, yeah, and, and, puts, and puts cameras in his brother's <laughs> house to catch him, like, confessing to killing his his uh niece and right it's crazy yeah so he he, like yeah he sets up the cameras and it's like this very tense moment where you're like was was him and the kid were they uh um you know were they having and like was he having sex with the girl or like was he Mm -hmm. giving what was going on and did he kill her i don't know and so then he goes over there and the music's intense and he starts questioning him like when did you last see my daughter and like are you keeping secrets from me? Super like, intense scene. Right. And, and so then that's probably the best starts, scene in the movie. I'd yeah. It was say. a good scene they, yeah. when he just, when he's reading the text messages, I was kind of like, Oh, oh man. But yeah, then, he just went at it. Yeah. Yeah. But then when they get to the house and he, he starts like, he's like pushing up against the wall. He's like, what did you do? What was it with my daughter and stuff? And then he just goes, it was weed. Yeah. And then you're like, what? Oh <laughs> man. Okay. He was just giving her weed. Right. So then, exactly. um, during that whole exchange, he starts getting messages from the detective, and the detective is like, "We got him. We got the guy." And then 
I, I want I want to finish this up. I, don't, I feel like people who are listening to this review probably know the story, so I just want to like run through it. So, um, turns out we kind of said this already. In the end, after a lot of other things happen, the daughter was taking weed from the uncle because she didn't want to go to her dad. She was Even, trying to cope with the fact that her mom died, right? Because the dad would not talk about the mom because right. it's too tragic for him to talk about basically you ignore so it. she yep so she goes takes her car and goes to the woods and smokes weed there the That's son what she always does yeah yep the son of the investigator watches the daughter's live stream and started talking to her yeah. And making up stories about how, oh, my mom has cancer. He basically, I, catf- he was trying to catfish her, right? Or, or is that catfishing? When you make up an anonymous profile and you try to... Yeah. 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 And so he eventually, or sorry, so the daughter eventually gives him money because she's like, well, That's crap. that Venmo, the Venmo yeah, transaction right. that they find. Yeah. Because she wants to help pay for the cancer that his mom supposedly has, which was a lie. So then, so he <laughs> feels bad about having the money. So then he goes to go talk to her and he follows her to, in his car to this, the woods. Right. And then he sneaks up on her and then says, like, tries to tell her like, hey, I'm the person on the site. It was right. me, but she's smoking weed, so she's high, and she freaks out and runs off. <laughs> so he runs after her, and then Robert, he ac- accidentally no. is, like, grabbing her, trying to get her to listen to him. She's struggling, and then he accidentally pushes her off a cliff. Yeah, she goes down a ravine. Right. And that's that. <laughs> so then you think she's dead, and then he goes after the detective lady. She says that she was trying to help her son out and cover it all up. So it's like a yeah, because the son, yeah, the son basically calls the investigator, or excuse me, calls his mom, who happens to be the investigator, and is like, "Mom, I did something bad," and the mom's trying to cover it up. So her, even though she's the one investigating, her job is she's trying to protect her son, <laughs> and so that's why there's so many weird twists because you're just like, "This makes no sense," and you're on this journey with the dad because you find out you realize the dad's super resourceful, he's super handy, uh, very smart. Um, I think he was a coder. Seemed like he was a coder because you do see his work laptop. Yeah, and, he's got the, the like, gaming he laptop. Yeah, yeah, he's got yeah, and you see like his operating system. You're like, oh, you you clearly code like that. <laughs> and he's like talking about databases and all this stuff at his job. And it's uh yeah. You, so you, I I want to I want us to wrap up the whole part about explaining the story because like the you know oh, but it's so it's such a it, it interesting yeah, story. It's very you know twisty I mean? and. It's interesting how it's done. I definitely recommend the movie. So, but I, like I said, I did have some issues with it. I thought that some of the acting and some of the directing, it it didn't have quite as natural as a, a feeling as I would want it. Because you know how, well, it's hard to kind of. It's hard. Well, like what they were going for, you know. No, I I get that, but I think mm-hmm. because of, I think that there are things that, if they were more subtle, I would have liked them more. But they kind of spelled it out. But I feel like they had to spell it out. Yeah. Otherwise, certain people We're might techies, not get man. it. <laughs> well, like when so when he finds out that uh, that that when he submits the form to that funeral thing, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it shows the lady, like the girl, mm-hmm. I immediately knew who it was. Right. Exactly. But they, but they kind of keep going and like spell it out, being like, "This is a stock photo of this girl." But when I just saw it and it just sat there, I was like, "Whoa!" 
right. know who that is. And and but but that's me. And maybe that's the filmmaker in me and the programmer in me. So I I kind of can give them some leeway on that one. Oh yeah. Because it's well, like, yeah. well maybe some other yeah. people wouldn't have gotten it. So I guess they had to try and like show it was like the big reveal, like this is where you connect all the dots. That's kind of how thrillers are, I think. I think good thrillers do that, but I I, I, I do respect those films where they kind of leave you hanging, and it's just like yeah. you have to figure it out or you have to be smart enough to figure this out like yourself, or maybe it's all up to interpretation. So there is something to that. I guess it is hard to, depending on what you're going for in a film like this. So Yeah, I think I think my favorite parts of that movie were the YouTube part where everything yep. is going yep. viral. Love mm-hmm. that part. Yeah. That was one of my um, favorites. I love the scene where he thinks that his, his brother is like having sex with the daughter or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That yep. was super good. Cause it's just like the way it builds and, um, you know, the reveal, it's like, I didn't see that part coming. Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah. I saw the weed part as soon as they started like talking, I knew it was going to be weed. Cause I was like, well, right. they showed the weed at the right, beginning exactly. of the film exactly. so i knew it was gonna be yeah. weird yeah um and then the other part that i liked i love the part when he connects the dots between fish and chips the the user that has been texting mm-hmm. her and like the stock photo like i really like that part too because it was like yeah, me oh, too. Yeah. whoa so it's good it's a good movie <laughs> for a lot of like surprises which are which are good like a lot of little shocking moments right definitely right. exactly i agree now, what did you like so much about this movie? Because you, you definitely seem to, you brought it up, like, this is a movie I really like, and you talked about it being connecting to the younger generation in a way with all the, uh, like, the, the gimmicks of the way that it was done. But, do, mm-hmm. I mean, do you like found footage movies normally? Like, did no, you watch uh, Paranormal like, Activity or anything like that? I like that? Cloverfield. Um, Cloverfield's great. I love it. I like movie. Cloverfield, uh, even though, as someone with motion sickness, it'd be tough. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and then um, I, I I can't really really remember a movie that I was like I was Actually, surprised you know, by Unfriended. Th- so I, I guess I should see Unfriended. But no, here's the thing: like this movie did what Cloverfield did. I mm-hmm. here's the thing: I I like a lot of um, Cloverfield, like most of the movie. But the reason I love Cloverfield is because uh, because of the way that they did the end. Where it's like they're recording over a tape and then the right. camera stops recording. So then right. it cuts back in time. Oh, I love that so much. Cause it's like they both die, but mm-hmm. they're like they're like they get back together right before they die. And then it cuts back to earlier in the tape or, or earlier in time what was being taped over. Oh man, I just love Cloverfield. That's such a good movie. <laughs> but like this movie did the same thing where to to as the ending so the way the film ends the daughter is in the hospital and someone takes a photo of him so you don't even see her in the hospital you just see a photo of her and her dad in the hospital and like they're like smiling because they're like oh she's alive i got her back this is great we're reunited the film ends with the girl taking that photo and setting it as her desktop background and mm-hmm. then she turns off the computer so all the icons and windows close and it right. just kind of like it kind of draw. It's almost a way of drawing in focus to them happy and together again, which I love that kind of stuff. That was really clever, right? Um, but I mean, there's a lot of cool cinematography cinematography effects as well. I mean, I, you've kind of spelled it out. I, I 
I clearly believe me personally. I really like the cinematography aspect. That surprised me. It it helps with the immersion. Um, what they were able to put together with certain scenes and and arranging certain windows and different functions of the computers and the iPhones and all the technology that's available in order to form an actual scene on screen is pretty clever. I'm trying to think of like, would I have liked this movie if it was just a regular movie? Like not filmed through a computer like that? Uh, I don't think you there would have been as much there because there's a lot told through the screen um, that wouldn't have been as effective on a movie set. I mean, yeah, I there, feel like there's a lot a of lot. details and a lot of rabbit holes that you go down because of all the details on the screen. You know what I mean? It ta- well, it takes the parts of the movies. I feel like most movies. Here, I'll kill up. Let me think about what I'm saying. <laughs> most of this movie is literally the montage part of other movies, where mm-hmm. they show someone like on the computer, and it's like. Type, 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 website, scrolling, type, 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 print, 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 type, type, print, click, 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 click. And then it's like, I know I who did say, it. I wouldn't say most you know? of the movie is like yeah, that. Yeah, it is, because it's some... all on the computer. No, but most of the movie is not montage-like. There are, no, there I'm are not saying, genuine no, scenes. No, I'm not saying it's montage-like. I'm saying that the parts of movies that are usually a montage is a lot of this movie. Ah, like him, I see. Him opening a chat window and chatting to somebody on a text message. And right. reading emails and looking at Facebooks and copying things into Word documents. That normally would be like a, a 30 second montage of like print stuff going mm-hmm. on. And then and then it would cut back and they're walking through a hallway and he's got the sheets of paper and he's talking to the other guy. All right, so I got this information on so and so. This is what we learned. This is their best friend. And it's like that that would have been the whole movie would have been summed up in like 30 seconds. So it's interesting to see that part of a movie because you never see that part. Right. I don't know. I thought that was like a very interesting twist to it. And it's or, nice. Uh, they were able to convey emotions through a lot of these actions, which was really cool. Like obviously the example we talked about deleting the part about the mom. And then later on in the movie, he talks about his mom on I. He talks about the mom on iMessage. Uh, to his daughter, and the daughter is obviously very happy about that. And little details like that, right? Mm-hmm. Emotions convey just through these words and things like that. I think that's... And then uh, on top of like the conversations you see through the camera, I think just add a lot to it and add a lot more to the story than there would I mean, have been. I, I did have to suspend my disbelief a little bit because <laughs> I was like... Nobody FaceTimes that much. <laughs> if your daughter goes yeah. missing, <laughs> yeah, but like you don't FaceTime the the detective. But I like here's like it's suspending my disbelief because it's like, dude, it's for the movie. You need you, what are you gonna just have him on the phone? You have to right. have FaceTime. But it was just kind of funny to me because I was like, um, you know, realistically, that's not the way it works. But I right, didn't. he may not, he may not FaceTime as much, right? But well, he, he still wouldn't make FaceTime all those calls. the detective. But he would still make all those calls. It would just be he a diff- on a different platform. He wouldn't FaceTime the friend. He wouldn't FaceTime his his daughter's friend in her bedroom. You know, like, but but see this. Yeah, like, I'm not but saying he would that call there's her, a right, right, yeah. But like they did FaceTime because it's like, well, they want we want to be able to see the character. Right, exactly. Yeah. But that's that's where I'm different from some people because I noticed it. But I'm also like, well, dude, what else were they supposed to do? Like, it's fine. 
the movie it's a right movie. Be, because it's you're still life. limited because it's still a movie right you're still limited in that way on a movie the same way you're limited in a play so uh, so the acting we i i think it sounded like we both agreed that like it was it was theaterish right yeah definitely theaterish yeah you could feel the acting from the actors not like a very candid feel yeah um, um like you said like with the end of watch but I I had yeah, to watch is so good. I love I, it I, too. I, I enjoyed um, many aspects of it, obviously, and I think what sealed the deal for me um, was definitely the ability to. I have to think what I'm going to say. <laughs> the ability to really tell a story with very little, and really make the viewer pay attention to details that they might have missed before. Um, and I think that's part of the immersive experience is I watch this movie once and I can tell you so many details and I can watch it probably again tomorrow and come away with many different details because there's so many interesting Easter eggs. There was a reference to the movie Unfriended in the very beginning of the movie, which was really is, cool. Is there a tie to this? Um... No, it's just the fact that there it takes place on the desktop, the whole movie. Okay. So it's let just look that. Up, let me look up this unfriended movie. Um, let me <laughs> it, show. I'm looking it, all, it up. It all takes place on a Skype conversation, and it's like a horror film. So it it didn't look good, but I didn't really know anything. Oh, about it's not. It it's it's not great, but it's just it, it's just kind of cool that they did it all on Skype. Like the whole movie was filmed on Skype. Okay. Let me. See I like this. that. It's an interesting idea. Um, I just it's like a concept thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a bo- it's a bold concept. That's the thing. It's like even if it sucked, it's like, well, you know, that was kind of like took some some guts to mm-hmm. try and do that sort of thing. And this movie uh, did uh take home the quote-unquote next audience award at Sundance. So the idea that it's going to speak to the younger generations and people are going to talk about it like in a, as a cult classic kind of vibe. Right. So. Yeah, let me let me look at the awards for not unfriended searching, <laughs> searching yeah searching um <laughs> i don't know if this is like yeah, it did it did want a next audience award at sundance i don't know if this is anything oscar like related maybe for creativity but i can't see it any other way that it would be an oscar nom so yeah i, just, I don't think but yeah. it has good reviews though because people are enjoying it just because it's so different you know um yeah, it is one of those like uh I hate to use the word fresh. But it felt it felt like a fresh movie. Like it was the thing is I I don't think I can um watch I don't I don't know how rewatchable it is really. I, I think it's something everyone should watch it, but I don't I can't see myself being like, dude, in five years being like, dude, let's go watch that movie again. But that's well, me. Do you do that with any movies where you just want to watch the movie again? Like um, other than like yeah, Lord of the Rings? Baby Driver. No. Oh, Baby Driver. <laughs> That, that movie was okay. What? <laughs> I love that movie. The intro um, scene was good. That, that was pretty much it. What? <laughs> the whole movie is good. La- last half of the movie w- needed some more there. Oh, I'm just kidding. Where's Where's your wife? I need to gang <laughs> up on you on this. She likes so, the driver too. So uh, I I uh the I did notice the director is only 27. Kind of oh, cool. Oh man, as if I wasn't feeling like a failure enough today. Yeah, I was just trying to plant that seed in you. That's right. And now he's already yep. Well, good on him. I think he filmed he filmed like an entire movie backwards, kind of like in a memento kind of vibe. Um, 
something like that, but it was actually backwards, and I told the movie backwards. So I, I don't really know how that worked, but I just was reading something about that. So this kid's very creative. Yeah, I guess he's a new guy. I'm looking at him now. Yeah, he doesn't have much, you know? He's a he's a newbie, so... <laughs> Yeah. Just kind of like his new thing. So That's pretty I, awesome I'm, to get that sort of recognition on such an early film. Yeah, you know, yeah. this is his first film. People are enjoying it. He had he got a Sundance Award, film festivals. People enjoyed it. I feel like so that I, would I, almost I, be not good for you, though, in some ways. Like, imagine... At first? Well, like, you, I really appreciate the things I succeed at because I failed at other things, you know? Um, and so I'm trying to imagine, like, if you made your first film and it just did amazing and like per did perfectly... Nolan. Wow, yeah, <laughs> Memento true. was his, his like first other than like his shorts. Yeah, but, or like Tarantino or something. Right. It was just there's some directors, man, they just kinda kill it. Um and then become household names at that point. I don't or, know if this guy's going well, that way, but But then it or like um M. Night Shyamalan though. Like could go like him too right. where like, yeah, his exactly. first film was insane. Like it was like this cult classic well not or like a classic, not even a cult classic. It's classic. Yeah, it's still people still talk about it. Um, that's that's a movie you still talk Iconic, pop really. That's <laughs> iconic, I think. Um and and now all of a sudden it's like you know, as other movies just kept going downhill. Like they were still good, but you know, he it, when I had my first beer, the first beer I had was like a Bud Light. <laughs> and I and I told my friend that I was like, Yeah, it was a Bud Light and he goes, Dude, that's good. You don't want to have the best beer first. Then it's all downhill. You got to just start low and then like move up, you know? And <laughs> right, so I was exactly. like, that's fair. That's a good point. I can, <laughs> I can appreciate that one. Uh, I, I could see this movie being rewatchable for younger. Because there's a lot of details going on throughout the entire movie. And so if you go to watch, like I said, if you go watch Unfriend and you come back, you're like, oh, I didn't catch a few of those Easter eggs there. Things like that. And when you're paying attention to less of the focus of what's on screen, like the character, and you can actually see what they're looking at in the computer screen window and, you know, look around at what he actually has on screen, mm -hmm. you know, you know, when it reveal his desktop and there's 50 icons on there, you can't obviously scan, scan it all once and get everything from it. So I do like that vibe, I guess. Right. So and I would at least watch it again. <laughs> it's almost like the, I would say the movie, the movie feels like if somebody, if some if someone who was making a documentary was mm -hmm. given all the footage of all the stuff that was kind of going on, like they right. got all the news footage, they got the Skype calls and the desktop recordings, right. and then they made a movie out of it. Because it does like crop in and it pans around and it zooms in and there's music. But and it, I kind of like that. Yeah, I, I think it works fine. But like that's mm -hmm. basically it was like, it's not like you just see the screen. It like right. zooms in and out and crops in and cuts into different things and stuff. And that was that's actually new because like Unfriended in the Den didn't do that. It was a it was a static desktop. Why in the world? And, I don't know how I can. Watch, I don't know how I could watch that movie. I'll have to, see, I'll have to look into it. But well, I, I'm trying to think. Now, of like, you've been spoiled now because you yeah, watched this. That's <laughs> true. I'd say I'm trying to figure out what I would rate this film out of ten, and I'm thinking that when I would it comes it an to eight. When it, well, yeah, like, so he, well, let me like, let me explain something first. So, like, I feel like I give different ratings for different movies. Like, smaller movies, I rate different, like, small, brave movies. Yeah, I, I rate mean. differently films, than right? giant yeah. production, like, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Blockbuster? Uh, yeah, I was trying to think of this. Oscar, Oscar worthy. Ah, uh, it doesn't matter. 
Um, Oscar grab movies. A Spielberg Behemoths. film versus <laughs> yeah, a Spielberg film versus a niche. Yeah, like right? well, like it, or like Avengers versus Inception versus this movie versus mm-hmm. Black a Quiet Down, Place, Saving Private Ryan, right? Right. It, so it like, makes a, sense. well, like a Quiet Place, I think of very differently than I do Inception. Yeah, and I would say that's somewhat of a concept film, right? A Quiet Place. It was different in that. It's way. like it's like a small scale film. Right. And it's like a just yeah, yeah, concept. So like like I would give a quiet place probably like a nine and a half or a nine. Like I really mm-hmm. like that movie. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of a simple movie. Right. But I just really enjoyed the movie and I think they did everything really well. But Inception is like ten out of ten, but on a different scale because it's a difficult movie to make in pretty much every way, and they mm-hmm. still nailed it. Right. I guess. Right. I don't know. Yeah. So this movie No, I know I, what you're saying. I would give this movie in its small scale scale <laughs> probably I'd say a seven or seven and a half probably. Yeah, I'm actually changing mine to a seven and a half. So. For its for its boldness though, I would give it I would give it like an eight or a nine in like mm-hmm. in, in that category because it was very yeah. bold and original in that way. But it's yeah. a little gimmicky and um Well it's it, it's it worked really well. Our, it's speaking to yeah, a new generation. And so I give the I give it a ten out of ten in that realm. Uh, overall seven, seven and a half. Uh, but that's on a scale. Like I'm, I'm like you, right? I rate movies differently depending on the scale, the concept, the genre, things like that. Mm-hmm. I would never rate a romantic comedy probably the same way I would rate <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. Right. So you know, it's just it's just different. And mm-hmm. um, this, so I would give a seven, seven and a half in that realm. Way better than if you if you've seen these desktop thrillers before, you'll really enjoy this. If you enjoyed something like Unfriended for its creativity in that way. So go see searching in that if you're a fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good one. I think it's definitely I want to hear what other people think. I have not yeah, me too. Yeah. watched or listened to any reviews on it. I don't know what anyone else is saying about it. I want everyone uh, to hate it. So I'm just like, wow, my opinions <laughs> suck. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Um I try not I to so. have I try not to give biased opinions. So like all the things you heard today was my honest thoughts on it. So we'll We'll see how everyone else reacts to it after this. So, but uh, so, yeah. I'd in case that, it wasn't it wasn't obvious, they find the daughter and everyone lives happily ever after. I guess, <laughs> except for the mom and the son, because mom go goes to jail. jail, baby. Poor guy. That's, ima- a, that's a that's a tale of ima- the malevolent mother. But can't you imagine yeah. an actual story like that happening though? Not not so much the mom, but like a a a kid who like stalks a girl and then accidentally kills her. And then, you know, I guess in this case, it's oh, the, man. his yeah. mom's an investigator. But I could definitely see a kid doing that nowadays. Yeah. Like some some shut-in kid, because you get the vibe that Robert's definitely not all there socially. He's socially awkward. I don't know if he's, like, slow or right. artistic. You can't really tell, but he's definitely just off. And, and that's basically what happens as a right. result of that. So, And the mom's trying to defend him. So. Yeah, I, I I can see it happening. I really can. Um, oh, the other thing that happens too is the mom gets some felon, like someone who committed a crime. Oh yeah, and that's then right. she like drugs him up, and then that's the we him. got him part. By the yeah, way. they kind of like she kind of tricks people into thinking like we got the guy who killed your daughter. Here's mm-hmm. him on a confession tape, and then he committed suicide. When really, she like forced him to read the confession, and then she killed him or something. And it's actress Deborah Messing, and she does 
she, I think she did a great job acting because she had a good blend of putting on a facade while also having emotional cracks. Um, mm. And I think she did that real well because you realize that the facade she's doing is on purpose because she's literally faking all of this. Yeah, she, I, I think that the one thing they did, they definitely put a lot of shotguns on the wall where mm -hmm. they'll say things and you know, you know, you know, the, if the shotgun's on the wall in the first act, it needs to be used by the second act. Otherwise it shouldn't right. be there. Right. They, do, they did a lot of that in this film where it's like, she was the best in her class, top investigator. Here she is helping all the villains or the um, ex-felons and stuff like that. And you're just kind of hearing that going like, I feel like that's for a reason. And then, and then when they said, um, well, she's most likely dead. We didn't even see her, but like, we know she has to be dead. You know, you're like, okay, I know she's alive. Which I feel like that's okay, but you, there's but a lot of foreshadowing. All the time. Like, yeah, I that know, happens all I the know. time in like investigations. So I was still along for the ride. It was when, um, it was the whole fish and chips thing. So fish and chips is the name of the, that the sun takes, uh, anonymously on the streaming site. The whole fish mm -hmm. and chips thing is what threw me for a loop and got me on, on suspicion. I was like, okay, there's something wrong here because there's no way fish and chips, the user, uh, is actually that girl, <laughs> that stock photo girl. And right. then when you, f you see the stock photo, basically what the big reveal happens, I don't know if we went over it, but he's setting up the funeral, he sees the stock photo and it matches the profile of the kid and that's how everything gets discovered. And what's interesting, and, my, and Sarah pointed this out, the service that he used for the funeral sent him an email uh, when everything went viral and they were searching for the daughter and they couldn't find her. It had been a week, I believe. I believe this mm -hmm. movie took place in seven, is it five or seven days? Some, it was something like that. Yeah, it's like five days. And um, he uh, gets this email from the, the funeral service before they find her body. And what, what Sarah was like, when they find the stock, when he finds the stock photo of the girl on the funeral site and, and connects the dots, Sarah thought that maybe the funeral service was fake and this girl was setting things up because uh, Deborah Deborah Messi's character claims that the fish and chips user with the stock photo is actually someone, and so Sarah didn't think that, uh, didn't suspect. Yeah, I, I that thought it might have been something like, "Whoa, it's a huge conspiracy!" conspiracy. But, exact, but then exactly, it was like it wasn't exactly. quite as extreme. Yeah. But I did yeah. think it could be. That would have been kind of cool if if it, that would be a cool like. Alt alternate ending if there was like this whole conspiracy going on with this chick and oh yeah that would have been interesting but anyway yeah. no it's good um we're gonna wrap up this episode because we're we're at our time limit so um i think it's a good nick, movie definitely go or, see uh, it nick, luke needs to go to bed he's had a bad day he's cranky <laughs> he's had a bad day. it wasn't even that bad of a day it just was like a, it was like a handful of things that all happened at the same time you right. know and it's like all right that's kind of annoying well that's <laughs> kind of annoying Wait a second! And like then it's like, oh, I can't, I can't. I'm trying to juggle things, and so, um, I I was texting Nick, and I was trying to explain to him, like, I'm trying to do research on this movie. I can't though. I'm, it's you know, plans have shifted, and I can't, I can't research it as yeah. much as I want to. But we ended up pulling it all together, you know, last minute. So that's good. Unless you hated uh, the episode, then it was it was bad. <laughs> if you really hated the episode, let us know. <laughs> if you really hated the episode, leave us five leave stars a, on iTunes and a review that just telling us how bad it was. But with five stars. Okay, you have to do five stars. Please That's the do only not. thing we ask. We're not popular enough. Just give us five stars, please. 
If you don't, if you don't give us hard, hot five stars, it will hurt our feelings. Please, don't we, do that. we might go viral if you give us five stars. <laughs> so. Anyway, um, thanks for listening, everybody. Nick, do you have anything you like to plug? Uh, my name is I Love Drummond on all social media platforms. That's on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. No G, I Love Drummond, all one word. You can find all my drum videos. I'm trying to upgrade my system a little bit in <gasps> the next few months. So I'm trying to update my interface, maybe add like a compute, a compressor or a reverb processor or something to really make my drum shine more, mm-hmm. um, give them more power, I guess. Because what I do is hard. I, I put tracks over already made drum tracks. I'm not putting fresh drum tracks. And so I have to really compress and, and nail down these drums so that they're bigger than the drums on the track and then EQ mm-hmm. the track accordingly. So it's just tough. Anyway. But <laughs> I'm trying to upgrade my system, so give me a comment saying what you think about the sound, if you like it or not. Luke seems to like it. Other people seem to like it. But if you're like a sound engineer and you mm-hmm. can give advice, I would love that. That's it. Yeah, all, his, all his videos are really cool, by the way. I know we've mentioned it a few times, but like, if you are interested in drumming, uh, the, some of the first things I saw Nick ever do were, was drumming. And he's... Uh, mm-hmm. He's really good. <laughs> I always try to like your videos when I see them because I, I really enjoy watching them. And, and once again, it's I love Drummond without the G at the end. Check him out on his Instagram and his Check YouTube. Yeah, I'm mostly and, uh, on Instagram. I mostly post videos on there, so you yep. can find all my stuff on there. One minute, two minute, three minute. Yep. I try to and, put uh, stuff go together. Go critique his drumming and his sound recording. Be nice, <laughs> but let him know if there's something he can do to be real. Yeah. Set his <laughs> thing up better. So. You can follow me on Twitter at Luke Roxwold, L-U-K-E-R-O-C-K-S-W-O-L-D. You can follow my YouTube channel, Luke Roxwold Vlogs. I'm getting ready to post up a new video. I had some things happen last night because Thread was accepted into the Toronto Film Festival. Woo! And I had to send them a file that's called a DCP, which is a digital cinema package. What? And they... We're like, oh, that? it's kind of hard to do on your own. It's basically you convert the file into something. And they're like, oh. you should send it to this company and they'll convert it for you. What? And it's $250. $250. What? So I and was you like, did it? no. Oh. <laughs> I figured out how to do it myself. Oh, and thank I sent God. It to, yeah. I sent them to them this, uh, this last night. So that was, yes. I had been ha- Look. I've been having a lot of fiascos the last couple of days. That's why I think I was in a fiascos. weird Fiascos. You know, where it's like, oh, you have to send the footage to us, but we have to convert it for you, and it's going to cost $250 for $250. But wasn't it? It's, it's all it's worth insane. it in the end. Wouldn't you say so? Well, you got accepted. Yeah, but I'd rather it be free. <laughs> I don't want to pay $250 to convert my video file. That's but silly. it it ended up being free, right? You did it yourself, yep. yeah. and I mean, I it got submitted. It but I, what I was saying is, I was editing a vlog that I was hoping to get up this morning, but I didn't get a chance to finish it because all this other stuff happened that I had to juggle. But I got that figured out. So there's a new vlog coming soon. It is my trip to Chicago and the wedding of my friend Josh. It's a really funny video and moving actually. At some points, I am looking forward to posting it, and I apologize for not posting more videos more often but i can only do so much in a day so thanks for listening everybody appreciate your support please give us five stars it's really easy look just search for yeah we're all in the same boat go to itunes it's the only podcast podcast app yep 
type in we took a long time trying to figure this name out <laughs> so go to the podcast app and type in we're all in the same boat and then just scroll to the bottom click five stars you don't have to leave any review you don't have to type anything just hit five stars it'll register it that's it super easy if you guys can do that that would be awesome tell us Thanks if you listening. like chicago hot dogs or chicago pizza more <gasps> chicago hot dogs chicago dogs man they're like a classic is that a that's it i've never had you went to chicago what you went to chicago and didn't have a hot dog had pizza all right so you would probably prefer pizza then (laughs) (laughs) you'll leave a review (laughs) there's a thing called a seattle dog seattle dog well it's probably not as good as a chicago dog although you you wouldn't know the seattle dog is like a hot dog with uh cream cheese oh yeah and sriracha and onions whoa Super okay, good. I got to try that. Yeah. Yeah, it's super good. Um, okay, thanks for listening, everyone. We really appreciate it. Check out our other episodes when we get the chance. When we get the chance. When you get the chance. When I get the chance. <laughs> this is all about me. I'm on all the podcast. Right, everyone. Thank you. Well, well, yeah, welcome, Nick. He's on the podcast officially. Woo! That's awesome. Three, two, one. Outro, Outro music. music. I'm on the podcast.